Hello, all right. Welcome to the Varley Vehicle. Yeah, uh, this show here we're gonna talk. We're gonna call uh, Lucky. And um, as I'm transitioning from corporate world to life coach and motivational speaker, uh, I remember having lunch with a uh, an office, and I was telling my story how uh, what happened to me. I was working for a company, and uh, in May of that year, they they announced a Reduction in workforce, and I was one of the ones fortunate enough to be let go. And probably some of you out there are thinking, well, how do you call that fortunate? Nah, because, you know what, I was getting more and more into personal development. The company was struggling. The product was not moving like it was supposed to move, and it was, it was like, being trapped in a box with uh, a certain level of oxygen and you're not getting any more oxygen and the more you're breathing you see the oxygen level down and the oxygen level you know dropping and you're just slowly dying and that's what it felt like every day talking about the same message working with a, a manager who was as his words were, he drank the corporate Kool-Aid. So everything was great. Everything was, oh, this is awesome. You know, meanwhile, it wasn't awesome. The company stock had went from the mid-40s down to um, the very low teens. You know, actually, I think at one point it was $8 a share from a high of something like $47 a share. So... Obviously, the company's not going in the right direction. So uh, I was lucky enough, or fortunate enough, I should say, because we make our own luck, to be one of the ones to let be let go. And the funny thing is, on my gold card for that year, I had put down that I was going to leave that company by August of that year. And I was so good at my gold card that that actually happened in May. End up having one of the greatest summers of my life because I actually made more money being off that summer than working. Spent every beautiful day that we could at the local swimming pool with my wife and three sons. It was just an eternal vacation. Now, some interesting, interesting things happened. Excuse me, when I uh, get excited, my, my tongue seems to move quicker than my lips. <laughs> So an interesting thing happened. Now, I knew I was going to get another J-O-B because uh, I just wasn't quite ready to, to um, tran- transition into a life coach completely yet. I was in the process of it. So I knew I was going to have to get another J-O-B. Um, and what ended up happening was my wife, being the caring woman she is, started to worry and started to get a lot of stress when you're going to get a job when you have to get a job what's going to happen what, I mean, we what, just you know you name it and it was coming it was the questions were coming and here's me like oh man i don't know i sort of i am liking this i know i got what six six months unemployment severance package let's just enjoy today and and we'll deal with what happens later and the funny thing is, since I've been on this personal development path, my wife and I have switched places. 
I was one growing up because of my upbringing and my beliefs that I would constantly worry about everything. Oh, yeah, how much? How much is this? Uh, you know, what's that going to cost? I'm only making this much. Boy, I'm never going to be able to do this because I'm only making this much. I got, you know, that person's making more than me, and you know, they didn't graduate, and I went to college, and I'm not making as much as them. And man, I was, I was so bad, folks, that I actually and. I'm not ashamed to admit this because this is the person I was. And this is how I was raised. You, you know, maybe some of you heard this saying, uh, what do you live in a barn? Um, do you, uh, you know, join an electrical company? And, and, you know, what I mean by that is, you know, the way I was raised, if you left the room, you turned the lights off. And you open the door, you shut the door. You know, and here I am living with my wife. And, uh, you know, she would go in rooms and put lights on because she didn't like to be in the dark. And I would, again, if this is the way it was, I would make excuses to go upstairs to get something and go around and turn the lights off. Because by golly, that probably saved me 10 cents. And, you know, how absurd is that? But that's the way I used to live. Um, you know, my wife would brush her teeth and she was she just kept the water running. And it used to just aggravate me to no end and I would get up and turn the water off and she'd look at me like, you know, what the heck is wrong with you? <laughs> and I couldn't answer because that's, that's the way I was wired at the time. And I'm a, I just didn't believe in, in you know, my, my excuse was I don't believe in wasting, in, in wasting resources. But the reality of it was, it wasn't that so much as, oh, how much is that costing me? How much is that costing me? Yeah, and I remember an old, I think it was um, Eddie Murphy, or no, it wasn't Eddie Murphy, it was another comedian, Jeff Foxworth, he talked about being a father, and once he became a father, and kids playing with toys, and turning stuff on in the house, and he'd go outside and look at the electrical meter, and it was spinning like a frisbee, and he'd be yelling, turn something off! That's the way I was. <laughs> That's exactly the way it was. Actually, to the point where I would drive around with pits in my stomach, dreading the day when I knew the bills would come and then would come. It's like, well, how can I, man, how can I save a little bit here? How can I save a little bit there? Never thinking instead of saving, why don't you make more money? There's your answer. Make more money instead of saving. You know, oh, if I can save this, if I can save that. Oh, you know what? Save, save, save. What are you supposed to do? Live in your house with a candle? Use use one candle and all that money you save. What are you going to do with it? You know, because if you're living like that and you get more money, you're certainly not going to enjoy it. You would you would you would squirrel it away, you know, like a squirrel hiding nuts in a tree somewhere, and only use it when you need it. So I decided to start living life. And I see this got me so far off my my subjects. I will bring it around now. So um, back at this lunch and explain to them how I, I had uh, a summer off. And, um, you know, a funny thing had happened is that my wife, again, who was nervous, she ends up contacting, you know, talking to her cousin. And uh, her cousin had a friend who was in the pharmaceutical industry who I, who I had known, but I hadn't seen for a while. And it turns out their company was um, open up a whole new division. This is interesting because... At this time, pharmaceutical companies are, are laying off, you know, cuts. It seemed like every week there was a new company, you know, cutting a bunch of, having a bunch of layoffs, cutting a bunch of jobs. 
So, lo and behold, I, um, my wife's cousin has a party. We go to the party. We meet uh, a friend in the pharmaceutical industry and um, hands me a slip of paper with the manager's name on it, who I had known, and I interview and I get the job. And the, and the thing is, whether you believe this or not, I made it happen. This, this isn't luck. Uh, this isn't, who you were at the right place at the right time. No, it wasn't. Because I knew that come the time when I was ready, I was going to, I was going to get another job. And it's just the way the universe works, the way God works. When, when you're ready for something, he will put it in your lap. And that's, I wasn't ready during the summer because I wanted to enjoy the summer. Time came, I got, I got the job and off we go. And the funny thing is, back at this lunch, this woman says to me, wow, you are so lucky. Do you know how many people lost their job? And look how, look how lucky you were to get it. And, you know, what I didn't tell her is, not only did I get another job, but I got a huge raise, and it's a better company. So it's, uh, you know, it, it was just amazing. So luck had nothing to do with it. It was the universe, you know, and, and that was my dominant thoughts, or that I will find a job, and the right job is out there, and the job is going to find me. I'm going to relax, enjoy, enjoy this, enjoy my children, and at the end of the summer, I will have a job waiting for me. And that's all I kept thinking about. And I know it works because my goal card, when I kept telling myself every day that I will be leaving that other company. I will be leaving that other company. I will be leaving that other company by this date, by this date, by this date. I will be leaving another company by this date. I did it so well that the date moved up a little bit. And same thing here. I just knew and I kept visualizing. Yes, I didn't know who, but I, I just visualized the customers that I had. And that's the other thing. I ended up getting the same territory back that I had all my success in. Because the company let me go had moved me, not had moved me, but had moved my territory 100 miles from my house. So I was back to the people who knew me, and it was like um, seeing a lot, long lost friend. So there is no such thing as luck. You make your world happen through your thoughts, through your desires. So everything around you, take a good look at what you have and what's coming to you and what's not coming to you is all because of the way you've been thinking and the way you've been acting and the two things to keep in mind you have to have a strong desire for what you want for what your goal is you have to think about it and you have to think about it in good terms and feeling happy because emotions emotions mean a lot and i can tell you another thing how how give you another example how the universe works we were traveling to uh, go on a train ride it was me my wife my three sons my mother-in-law and my father-in-law and we're driving on the pennsylvania turnpike and uh me being a um not a smart aleck but uh, sometimes i have a um, cutting edge sense of humor I'm driving along and we're running late and I'm thinking to myself, how funny would it be if I got pulled over by the state police 
and he asked me, oh, why, you know, what's the hurry? And I would say something like, well, we were going to the Polar Express train ride, but we were late because my mother-in-law has diarrhea, and she pooped herself. Now, in my mind at the time, that was funny. I don't know why. It just seemed like that would be a, a funny thing to say just to get his reaction. So, you know, I just kept thinking that thought, like, huh, that'd be funny, get a chuckle out of it. Again, might not be funny to you folks. To me at the time, hey, it was funny, you know. Lo and behold, again, how the universe works. I thought about it so hard and so good that about half an hour later, I got pulled over by the Pennsylvania State Police. Although I didn't have the courage to say that. I did tell them we were on our way to the to the Polar Express train ride in Maryland and... Um, he gave me a ticket, not for speeding, it was for, he, he gave me something else because he saw that I had the children and my wife and the in-laws, so, um, lesson learned. Uh, the other thing, part two of that story is never, ever, ever say, wow, what else could go wrong? Because I said that. And on the train ride, when we met my brother-in-law and sister-in-law there with their twins, Somebody else said, wow, what else could go wrong? I'm like, yeah, what else could go wrong? Tell you what else could go wrong. Later on at night when we were driving home, instead of going home, we decided, let's go to a restaurant. Yes, hit a deer. So in that day, I got a hundred and some dollar ticket and about $3,000 worth of bodywork on our vehicle, all because I had a stupid thought of how funny would it be to say this to a police officer and watch his reaction. And then... Wow, what else could go wrong? Anything you want to go wrong, that's, that's what could go wrong. So, what's today's action plan? What's our action item? You know, our action item today is going to be... See how long you can think of a good thought. How long can you do it for? Five seconds, 10 seconds. You know, there's a lot of data out there that when you, when you think of a thought, a continuous thought for 16 seconds, that it sends it to the universe and starts, starts the ball rolling for that thought to come true. So see if you can think of a good thought for 16 seconds. And by golly, when you're in a, in the grips of a bad thought, you feel one coming on, get rid of it as fast as you can and think of something good. Stay in a good mood. Stay in a good mood. Thanks for listening. Have a great day until next time we talk or evening. Let's pull the Varley vehicle back into the garage. And I will talk to you all later.